Hello church family, this is part two of our study in Exodus chapter one. Um, if you remember on Monday we talked about the um, how God is ultimately sovereign. Um, the book of Exodus really you can highlight and see how the Lord is ultimately using uh, all the events, uh, both good and bad, to bring about the promises that he's that he's made to Abraham all the way back in the book of Genesis. Uh, in a lot of ways, that's what the first five book of the Torah, of the Torah is about. It's about how God has uh, brought the group of people um, together. That these Jews, um, when you know, when this is when this book when when the whole Torah was written. Some of them were going through it, but a lot of them were just like, this is right before they crossed the Jordan, and then they have all five books, and you know, Moses compiled all these together uh, so that the people know who they are and what they're doing before they go into the Jordan. And it's supposed to uh, propel them to understand the, their significance in the world and ultimately their role in, part of, in all of God's redemptive plan. So the Exodus really begins... Um, uh, it's not beginning, but it's it's, it's kind of like the the next stage of that of that plan. If you were to go through the book of Genesis, you would wonder at the end, how does God fulfill His plan? How does He fulfill His covenant plan with Abraham? We're saying that they're going to have this land, they're going to have all these people, and now we see that in the beginning of Exodus, there's a whole bunch of people, but they're in the, they're not in the land that they're supposed to do. So this should the story is familiar in that uh, the the Israelites are in you know, there's a mass amount of them because of you know, the, the fact that all Jews uh, were just reproducing and having babies and it scared the Pharaoh at the time. He's afraid that if there was ever a uprising <clears throat> that the Egyptians would lose uh, because of just just being outnumbered. There would be like some sort of critical mass. So then he tries to uh, suppress them. Uh, with through labor, and then he tries to uh, kill them secretly uh, through their um, through uh, getting the midwives to kill the babies, and then afterwards it's just a like mass genocide or infants, or not really mass, but just killing all the boy, the Jewish baby boys at the end. It's just something that was more subtle to overt. Um, so we talked about that as like just an overview of chapter one, and I wanted to talk about how even in light of all the things that God is sovereign, and in one particular. So the lesson we learned today is that God is sovereign over the evils done by evil men. That God is sovereign over the evil that are done by evil men. We see this in verse 8 to 16. Um, uh, just again to summarize, this is uh, uh, the, the Pharaoh's task. Giving, he's trying to give the, uh, the, the Jews more things to do to discourage them, to make sure that they're just so exhausted from work and labor that either they die or they too tired to make more babies, uh, but it just had this. In, it basically didn't do that. It did not fulfill what he that they thought, which would let them to want to go and kill uh, the babies in um, right after they were after they were born. So Pharaoh, uh, again, this Pharaoh is different from the one that at the end of Genesis uh, is probably some generation has passed and that he has forgotten the significance of the Jewish people, that they were actually the one that preserved all of Egypt and ultimately it was God that, that preserved them. They've forgotten who the, who, who the God of Israel is and now uh, they just want to kill them. Um, and when we think about this, that even this Pharaoh was sovereignly placed there by God. He is in the position that he is in because God has placed them there. Um, God could have just uh, not placed other pharaohs that remembered or that appreciates uh, the Israelites, but he intended, he intended it uh, that these people will have this pharaoh so that they uh, will want to leave the land. Um, in John chapter 19, 
uh, you recall when Jesus was about to be crucified, uh, the king uh, Herod was saying, "How oh, you know I can I'm the I have authority I can deliver you from this." And Jesus uh, counters and saying that the only authority you have is only you only have that authority because God the Father has given that authority. Romans 13 chapter one tells us the same thing that God is the one who institutes and puts in all authority in place. So God is the God that controls all history, and he controls every um, minute part of uh, in history, but at the same time, he's not responsible for the sin that's committed by these wicked people. And I, 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 draw, I want to draw this application to us for today is because we should that should give us great comfort, knowing that even wicked leaders and all the wicked things that they do are part of God's sovereign plan. Ultimately, we ultimately will glorify him in his forget, and we may not know at the moment, and may be very uncomfortable, but we should have great comfort knowing that God is actually the one that placed them there. That no one is, um, no no leader is a, is a shock to God. No election surprises God. Um, he chose these individuals, oftentimes for either the blessing or cursing and whatever it may be. Uh, it is ultimately going to fulfill his plan. And God is the only one that is in absolute control. No matter how many politicians or, or people that vote think that they have control, in the reality it is God. Uh, yet at the same time, humans are responsible for their actions, even if this is part of God's plan. All things will help us grow in Christ-likeness, and it will give God glory. And we will look at all these leaders. Um, none of their actions will be a surprise to the Lord. And that should be something that we think about, especially in our day and age, when things just are so uncertain, uh, and things are just... Um, you know, like we see, if you're in America, like different presidents that get elected, there's usually like a ter few terms that are very difficult or can sway in one direction or another, either for Christians or against it. But no matter who is on, uh, you know, sitting in the White House, it's okay because we we worship a king that is that can't be elected out. They can't like doesn't have any terms. He's the God of all things, even who established uh, kings and rulers in their position. So as we think about the, even the evil that. Uh, that evil people do in our life, uh, whether they're rulers or not, we can trust that God is, is, is going to protect us, that he is sovereign over all things. And uh, again, um, we can rest assured that uh, no leader can last longer than what God has intended. We see at the end, toward, or toward the end or middle of uh, the Exodus, and you, some of you guys know the story, you know, the pharaoh, those pharaohs are eventually going to lose, and uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, God will just keep a leader for as long as, as as he allows in hopes that, he does not really hope, he knows that it's going to, God knows that it's going to be for his, uh, for his glory. Now again, if you were a Jewish person at this time, in the time of the exit, you, you will not know how all of this plays out. And this is something that we need to remember as well, that in the moment, no matter what happens, no matter who's in control, we may not need, we don't need to discern that. We just need to just be faithful in the time that we are in uh, and trust that the Lord will work all and everything else out. Uh, that's, that's today's lesson, that God is sovereign over the evils done by evil men. Um, again, this is not the first and the only instance in the Bible that happens. We know that in the gospel, uh, that is the case as well. From Judas all the way to the the Pharisees, these were evil men that uh, do that does evil things, and ultimately, um, this is to fulfill God's plan in bringing salvation. Uh, so, in a lot of ways, this is just a microcosm of what God is going to do later in the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, but the whole point is that God will do all things, and and it will fulfill His promises. It will be for His glory, and it, and it will benefit us as well. So may we continue to trust the Lord during these very uncertain times here in the United States. 
uh, that's it for today. Tomorrow, or not tomorrow, the, the next lesson in two days, we're going to actually learn about how God is sovereign over the evils done by good individuals, or in this context of the story, by good women. Um, we're going to see how these midwives, uh, they essentially uh, sin, but yet God still blesses them. And why is that? Why would God still honor and bless them, even though they've committed sin against him? Uh, so we're going to look at that this Friday. Thank you for listening. Take care and have a good day.